Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Red Mem Radio. We are bang into the summer. Chris Pajak has left us. He's gone away on holiday for a couple of weeks to recharge the old battery, so I am joined by Tom Dutton. Hi Tom. The B team. The B, well, um, I'm the B Side beat thing. No, you're first sub. <laughs> I'll take that. You'd be the thirteenth man. You were the you're the the Emre Chan yeah. of uh, of last season, not next season, because uh, <laughs> the minute he is he is clubless, um, which is absolutely hilarious. And um, we've got a kick off question that comes from Jareel at Jekalai on Twitter. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna read it to you verbatim, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna put a slight spin on this. The question was five aside of your most hated Liverpool players, past and present. I, I don't like the word hate. No, I don't. I don't think I hate me, like many people, mm. let alone people I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, and I, don't, I, I read a great quote somewhere. And I can't remember where it's from, but you know, you shouldn't waste energy hating people you don't know. So I, we'll we'll modify this still on the lines of players that you didn't really get on with at Liverpool. There's one or two hate. It's close to haters. I think we can get we oh, can yeah. get in this regard. Uh, I've definitely got. I've got two massive. Massive bell ends in there, and yeah. then the rest of them are football, are largely football and reasons. Um, talk me through your team, Tom. Who's he got? So in goal, I've got a Elad Juf. Right. Okay. And and I know what you're thinking. Why is it not a goalkeeper? I want people to hit the ball as hard as they can <laughs> at every area of his body, <laughs> mainly his face, um, because he deserves it. Okay. And then I've got Jimmy Traore at the back, just because. Look, I'm, he meant well. He's just he was never good enough. Mm-hmm. He nearly lost us Istanbul. I put it all down to him. Them three goals are all his fault, okay. and the three goals we scored are definitely not his fault. Um, then Raheem Sterling because. I think he's a good modern choice for, for Liverpool players that people have that people have absolutely turned on. Yeah. So yeah, I get, he's not in mind, but I, I I can understand. I think just in. just every time he comes, we boo him and, and it gets under his skin. And that's, that's why a good we point. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Michael Owen, yeah. obvious reasons. And then I struggled with this last one, but I've gone for Harry Kuehl because again, he just he just didn't live up to what we needed him to do in Istanbul. Yeah, I um, I, it is it is tricky to pat to, to pat this out, and I'm sure there's probably people on Twitter who, who just who genuinely do hate Liverpool players. And you're right, I can't, I don't, I, there's not many players I hate who are players at the time because I can't. I always I always give them support yeah. largely, uh, and even when they, it's, it tends to be when they leave. Yeah. That was a good that helped me a little bit because I had I had I had Paul Inton originally because I liked Paul Inton when we signed him. But it's funny. I meant to mention. I did a video on the Loris Carrier stuff on on my YouTube channel, and I, I there was a bit where I, <laughs> I was just because I was just free free flow and free form in it. I, there was a bit where I said, "I've got this one example of a, where, where Liverpool players turned on, Liverpool fans turned on someone for leaving the pitch when they when they were injured or blah blah blah," and then I, I then digressed into talking about Mo Salah and didn't give me examples so I had to cut that bit out of the video but Paul Ince yeah. leave he walked he, he, we were playing Man United in the FA Cup I think we might have been in the lead at the time and he went off injured by all accounts and we, we capitulated and he, he took a lot of blame for that um, but no I, I, I didn't go with Ince I went for Charles Atanji in goal yeah. um, obviously for serious reasons he was caught laughing during the Hillsborough Memorial which is fucking stupid what yeah. an idiot and he basically got booted from the club off the back of that I went at the back I went for Neil Ruddock and 
Julian Dix. Like, does, I hate Neil Ruddock is strong because he's done a few bits and pieces with Chris um, around and around Ball Street stuff. And by all accounts, he's quite a, a funny fella or whatever. But as a Liverpool player, him, him and Julian Dix both just fat bastards. And I can talk, <laughs> by the way, like... Um, uh, just fat arseholes who signed yeah. for Liverpool, took the money and didn't put the effort in. There's a story about it. I think it was Stan Collymore told about how he was in... Ruddock was meant to be in rehab and he's on the treadmill and when the fitness coach leaves, he turns around to Collymore and says, basically, keep Dixie, watch the door for me and sits down and starts eating a packaged butty. <laughs> and then when he goes, nice. oh, the coach is coming back, he taps a bottle of water on his face and on his shirt and gets back on the treadmill and you're like... And that's why people blame Jamie Redknapp for being too pretty. Yeah. And they blame, you know, the Spice Boys and the, the cream suits. It was people like Ruddock and Dix who were the epitome of why Liverpool were money. terrible in the 90s. Uh, Michael Owen, because of, yeah, because Judas. Yeah. Uh, and Al Ajidouf, because, yeah, of the of the players that Liverpool have had, he is one of them. I, I don't hate him. I, I, I don't I have that I kind think of I'm energy. Like yeah. I think he's the one. He is the one outlier where you're like, he was just a scumbag. Mm. You were like, even, even, not even at Liverpool. He, he's hated around the world because of the way he was. It's not like he caused it for himself. Massive twat. Yeah, yeah I think a twat, and he made it. For, I mean, outside shout, I actually had and it was a Danny, not for a hatred thing, just because he was, he was really, really disliked yeah. for a lot of his Liverpool career. Fernando Torres is another one. I think we've kind of he's rehabilitated himself, he's come back around, but for similar reasons to the Michael Owen stuff, you can maybe put a, a Steve McManaman in there, Emery Chan might have that in the fullness of time. I think Torres, with the with the interview that came out where he was, basically, it kind of softened the blow for a lot of people, including yeah. myself, and you're listening to him talk, and now he's back at Atleti, and he's finally won a trophy with them, and, I'm, I'm kind of over Torres, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. So let's run down what we're going to be talking about this week on the podcast. We've got news and brief coming up in a moment. We're going to be talking about Jared and Shakiri being uh, strongly linked to the Mighty Reds. We're going to be giving you a little insight into a new podcast we've been doing on the website. And then we're going to be taking a load of your questions. We've got some really good ones this week that we can dive into. So, yeah, um, really looking forward to that. But news and brief, first and foremost, Tom, we, we, we covered this on the Transfer Latest podcast. Done plenty of YouTube videos and what have you. Um, Fakir is, by all accounts, off. Yeah. But then Dave Maddock comes out last night and says, maybe it's not off. Um, I think... Right here and right now, it probably serves... The best purpose of this is just to presume it's off and stop thinking about it. I think, look, if it's off until after the World Cup, mm. so why are we worried? Let's just, let's just maybe enjoy watching him play for France mm. and be like, okay, if we could have got him, but if he has a worldy of a game, everyone's like, ugh. Yeah. But even that will pique our interest again as a club. We'll go, okay, he's, he's playing well here. Maybe we'll up the offer and... and, and, and because obviously it was it was after the medical where he had like cartilage something in his knee where it, it was osteo it was some like mad thing. Thank you, Doctor Dutton, for yeah, that yeah. massive insight. Why do you think I'm not in medical school <laughs> and I'm sat here, Paul? Um, but, um, but yeah, no. But I, I mean, by all accounts, look if we if we go back in from after after the World Cup mm -hmm. and he wants to come to us, we wanted him. If Leon just want to kind of. Give us, give it, take give, less just, money. We'll just take him. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mario Gertz has talked about it. Of plus failed bid to sign him and, uh, uh, and said how much he loves and respects Jurgen Klopp. And it's kind of been reported that he's open to a, a move. I, I'll be honest, I can't see him. 
I think he's had his, his, his time, he's had his chance. You know, yeah. we ended up getting Sadio Mane instead of him. And there's a great example around the Fakir stuff yeah. that we need to just have a little bit of a breath. Yeah. Is that so many people were raging when we basically went with Mane over Ghetto. He, he clapped at his whole thing about like, People want to push the train to get it going, and people want to jump on it while it's already moving. And it was a bit of a veiled thing at Goethe. We got Manny, and he wanted to help push the train and look at him score a goal in the Champions League yeah. final. Um, and he was brilliant. I mean, yeah. I had a quick look because it was about Goethe and his like, injury problems. He had some medical issue, didn't he? He missed 13 games last season. Hmm. Um, we could, like, I. It was probably a good thing we never got him. Maybe yeah. uh, with the intensive brand of football we play, like we've spoken about. Um, I mean, he's a great player. He's fantastic. If yeah. we brought him in, he'd be a, he'd be a great addition. Yeah. But who the f- who, who, who even talks about Mario Goethe anymore? People don't even talk about Royce anymore. And I know he's had it. He's another one with injury problems, isn't he? It's um, I I have a strong suspicion that if you do th- more than like three or four years under Jurgen Klopp, you don't really get that level of intensity in the out of the rest of your career. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I. I I think given that we already have Adam Lallana, and people might go, whoa, what do you mean comparing them? Because people might think Gates is a million times better than Lallana. That's beside the point. What I mean is we've got a lad in the squad who plays in that rough position mm. who we're probably only going to get 25 games out of this season yeah. at that level of intensity if we're lucky. I don't think you want to be bringing in more lads along the same line because it's all you can go. And I think this this informs the Fakir stuff as well. We mentioned this on the podcast. You've got Oxley Chamberlain out for a few months still. Yeah. You've got Lalana, who you don't know how he's going to come back, and then Fakir, who does maybe consider that you can't trust him to last the full season. And you go, well, that's three for one. You should be able to get a full season, but that's not how it works. No. That's like that's like saying you get a twenty five percent payoff on a fruity and thinking that if you put four pounds in, you're going to win off one of your one of your yeah. four pounds. It's just oh, it's like over the lifetime of it, you can't choose when those players are going to be injured, and it's just as likely as that that they'll all be injured at the same time as yeah. they win. Will hand the baton of our number eight role over as one of them collapses to onto the, onto the treatment table. It was one of them where I, I had a quick I had a quick look at like his quotes and that, and he's saying, "Oh yeah, we have a great relationship with Jurgen Klopp and blah blah blah." Of course, everyone loves Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, you'd want to play for him again because yeah. he's he's a world class manager. So, I. I don't put too much credence into yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one, not maybe to take with a, a grain of salt, Brazilian website Terra um, claims we've bid fifty-seven million for Allison. I can't help but feel, Tom, that this would be better reported if this was the truth. Yeah, and and look, we did a we did a big thing, a debate on the YouTube the other day, and I got slated massively um, for saying that I I'm happy with Carius being number one. Uh-huh. I still am, but if you bring in Allison. As 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 better than than Carius, Sam bring him in and and I think that's the big thing. It is all about money with the goalkeepers and if fifty seven million is the price that he's gone for, then get him in. But I really really doubt that it's fifty seven. I yeah, I mean that that seems. <laughs> It's been reported as a lot higher than that before, mm. similar with our black. So such that I've seen fifty seven million pounds and thinking, go ahead. Yeah. I'd take him at 57. <coughs> 57 million pounds for a goalkeeper is ludicrous. Is that the world right? Is that the. I'm it's pre- 52 million euro for. Um, Buffon. Buffon. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That would be. If that's the case, then that would be, the, that would be wouldn't it? Because so, 57 million pounds is more than 52 million. Yeah, euros. I did a lot of research for an article that then got completely scrapped because of uh, <laughs> the goings on on the weekends, which was great. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't. 
say this was definitely going to happen or whatever. But it's interesting that it keeps being keeps being talked about. I mentioned this myself. Look again, I'm with I'm with you. If I'm honest, I. I won't write Loris Carrie's Liverpool career off based on the concussion stuff. Changed my perception a lot on that, if I'm honest. Um, but such is my, my, I'm not. There's no one in that Liverpool team that I am so in. I am so in love with, and that includes Mo Salah, by the way, and Roberto Firmino et al. That if you if if Jurgen Klopp went out and spent sixty million pounds on a replacement for that player, I wouldn't be like, ooh. The only <laughs> one is Van Dijk. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one. But I agree. I, I, there's there's always better players out there. We're, we're still not at the top. We're still not Real Madrid. We're still not Barcelona. We're still not these. I mean, we're getting there. Mm. We're on the right track by far. But I, our model's never been that, and I like our model better. Yeah. It's we're, we're like Spurs, but we've we've gone faster but we pay than wages. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we've and we've taken over them. They. I wasn't long ago. We were looking at Spurs, going, "That's the model we want to do," and yeah. we did it, and we've done it better by yeah. all accounts. Yeah, just to just to preempt any any. Um, Picky Spurs fans, we haven't obviously overtaken them in, domestically in the league, but I think. Well, Europe, Europe's a bigger competition, isn't it? So, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. You know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have to mention this, and maybe in in doing this, it's counterintuitive to my point. Um, but that tweet from Flav's. Um, Flav's podcast, which is called The Fighting Cock, and it's loved the shit. And they did this thing about Liverpool fans being a myth or something, Liverpool being a myth because Spurs have finished above them five, seven, five seasons out of seven or something. I uh, and look, in, in, I'm going to talk about Spurs, and in doing so, but it, 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 as I say, it puts a bit of a cabbage on my argument. But it's, I find it really weird that the Spurs accounts talking about that, about you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but the, I, I wouldn't, I don't. Yeah, maybe maybe it's because I don't think of Spurs as because, like you say, I I I immediately thought, yeah, you're right, we are above Spurs. We never, we didn't finish above Spurs, but I don't, I never. It's weird that even though there's now a track record of consistent league finishes, mm. of them finishing above us largely, I still don't think of Spurs as being bigger or or well, better. Well, what have weird. they done? Yeah, they finished above us. That's like them celebrating the fact that they finished above Arsenal and lording it over them and Arsenal, like, well, we won the cup. Yeah. I mean, I know we didn't win anything either, but uh, we had a much more enjoyable season, I think. Mm. Um, look, they've got a great team, a, a really good manager. They're, they're, they're good. They're just not. I like Spurs. Yeah, I, I quite like Spurs, but they don't. I don't get. There seems to be a, a movement of late for fans of other clubs to sort of engineer some sort of rivalry with Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't feel I don't have any emotion towards Spurs like I Man United say Man United and it make and like I can feel myself yeah getting up and I can think about all the things I dislike about Man United you know similarly Everton to to, to some extent obviously kind of lesser in, in recent years but still Everton's Everton yeah Arsenal to some extent I'm old enough to remember them pipping us to the title exactly, in eighty nine. Yeah. Just about like, and that was one of my earliest football memories, which doesn't stand it in great stead. But you know, what I mean, Arsenal and Chelsea, more, a more, more yeah. modern rivalry, but there's there's a, there's a bit of antipathy there. The biggest one, but I like I like City. I quite like City, and I, I quite like Spurs. Yeah. Like as football teams, I think they've got decent kits. They've got good players. They play decent brands of football, yeah. and yet their fans seem to have this like. Be taking pot, pot of the put weird. I just think it's it's, it's no, really weird. I, it is. I mean, the, the biggest ones of late have been in, in in European football. So you're looking at Chelsea, and and like I massively dislike Chelsea as a as a as a club. The fan base is sound, but as a club, yeah. well, apart, apart from the pushing people off trains and well, yeah. of course, but like that's a small minority, yeah, yeah, of obviously. Course, of course, of course, yeah. But like like the club itself, I just despise. 
Um, I don't know if that's a rivalry or just me me really hating them. I, I, and, and that's what I enjoy about City now. We're the two best pl- football teams in terms of playing style in the league. Um, and we're going to go for it next season. And every time we play them, it's always a spectacle. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point of... That's what rivalries come from. Yeah. And... and yeah, that's why I don't. That, count but Spurs, that's the thing. Maybe. But yeah, that, you're right. And I, I actually, I don't look forward to games against Spurs. Mm, I don't. Mm. I don't. When we, we put the fixture, I, I, you know, you, you note it because it's one of the top six teams or whatever. Yeah. But I don't go. Ooh, that Spurs game. Yeah. Like uh, was like City are doing, and that's why I think the rival, the rivalry, the City thing's weird. I, I enjoy the rivalry with Man City because again, it's a real, it's a real proper test. Yeah. And it, I get, as you say, it's a test of good football, of good football versus good football. Whereas I hate the games against Man United because particularly the Mourinho, it's football versus anti-football yeah, to, some yeah, ex- yeah. to some extent. So I don't relish them. I go nervous into them games. Whereas I I, I love the Liverpool City game. So yeah, all, all very other. And I'm sure we'll see plenty of it from, from, from fans. Over but it the, just over means that we're doing something right. Yeah. And and you've said it before many a time is we're now in these people's consciousness. We're, when they're talking about big teams... Liverpool are back up there as a as a threat, and that's why they want to engineer this. They yeah. want to they want to like create something to get themselves up for these games. They must do, and I love it. I yeah. love seeing fans give us stick and and then going, oh, you haven't signed for Kia, ha ha ha. Because if we did, you should be in you should be in the shit. Yeah. We'd be we'd be looking so strong. Next I season. love the notion. It's it, 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 it's slightly damaged by the, there's a bunch of teenagers losing the shit from the Liverpool fan base on Twitter about signings and that. But yeah. I like the fact that the vast majority of people in the I love the response that I've seen on, on Twitter from Reds about saying, like, winding in. I, you know, I put a few tweets out and I was worried because sometimes when you stick your head above the parapet on seems, things that seem to be quite populist opinion on social media, you just get lambasted for it. Yeah. And what was great was how many people went, yeah, no, like, kind of spot on transfers aren't the be on end or everything's going really well at the football club, let's enjoy it. And I was like, oh, great, people, that good, yeah. I'm glad. And that's it, the core yeah. of the fan base and particularly within the city and it's emanating outwards is one of like, Supreme happiness and, and, and confidence. So, yeah, more, long, long may that continue. Definitely. Um, Shakiri, we're going to talk about him in a bit more depth in a moment. Um, looks like Liverpool are going to step up their efforts to sign him. Uh, one piece of news, which has gone mega viral, is our very own Ben Kelly, Tom. Yeah. He put a tweet out bemoaning how poor he is <laughs> and saying that he couldn't afford to get Alexander Arnold on the back of an England shirt. Um, or well, was it a Liverpool shirt? Anyway, a shirt. shirt yeah. yeah, and um, Trent said, "DM me details, and I'll sort you the sort you the shirt." It's weird. He's been having loads of interviews. I don't know what you interview him about it because you go, "Oh, he sent a tweet," and then and then what? That's the story. So I don't get it. I mean, it's boss. I I love it. Like, how are you uh, feeling? Really good. Yeah, I've got that a was free my bad impression. By the way, sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a free thing, and it's boss, and I'm made up for them. <laughs> I made up for him. He's got a shirt with the best England player on. Yeah. Um. And sound, but like I just don't. I I, I don't get it. I'll be honest. I yeah. don't get it. Brilliant. I mean, uh, yeah. A fair play. Fair play to. I mean, brilliant gesture from Trent. Yeah. Brilliant for Ben. Um. You know, obviously we don't we don't pay him to come in here, so obviously it's costed him money to make content for us. So uh, therefore, it's our fault, really. Yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe we should have been the ones buying him his England shirts, but uh Trent's made it though. Subscribe to the RedmenTV.com. Um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, but fair play to him. Yeah, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone all over the place. Nice positive, positive story. I like uh, seeing his picture on in newspapers, just in with the scarf. And you're like, go ahead, fantastic. Um, yeah, so let's move on then. Let's talk about Jared and Shakiri. Um, we had a question from Shakiri version. 
Asian Shakiri. So version. is he a Stoke fan? Or is he just a Shakiri fan? Maybe I mean to be fair, people are very quick to change the Twitter handles and there was loads of like Fakir ones floating knocking around, yeah. wasn't it, at the back end of last week? And they'll be gutted. Probably this is probably what one of these was. It's like, ah shit. <laughs> it should shouldn't it be like Super Shakiri or Yeah, something like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't I, I, anyway. He says, Would Shakiri be a good signing? I uh, it de- all depends on the price for me. Mm-hmm. I think he will be fantastic as a replacement. I mean, he only plays on the right, which is um, right and centre, which is a thing, so he'd be taken over from Salah. Well, see, we say that, but he, he's left-footed, isn't he? So mm. he... Yeah, whilst I agree, I think he, you know, he predominantly play there. He can play, he can play yeah. both wings. I just feel like he loves to cut inside and take a shot like yeah. Robin, and he, he's really good with the overlap and stuff. He's got a nice little bit of skill, and he's got pace to burn. I think he'd be great, but I don't think we should be paying more than twenty mil for him. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, with that. Just because he's going to be a squad player, so I think that's it. And and to be fair though, I mean. Twenty million pounds. I think that if we're talking about twenty million pound squad players, I think we're talking about Liverpool. that's going in the right direction. Yeah. You know the days of us and twenty million pound isn't what it you know isn't what it was anymore. That's still actually a, a, probably a bargain for a for a full international and a lad who's got the experience that, that he's got as well. To some extent, there was talk of it being a twelve million release. Then I, we heard rumours that it wasn't as low as we felt, and that was why Liverpool were, were having to think a little bit yeah. more about it. Um, you know, I've got it here. Around, it's likely to be fifteen to twenty. Even like to be fair, even if it's twenty five, this is my my point is, and I said this when we signed Adam Lallana. I didn't think Adam Lallana when we bought him was was at the level to be a nailed on first team Liverpool player. He then completely disproved me yeah. un, under the early days under Jurgen Klopp, and then I think injury issues. We might have seen the best we'll ever see of Lallana yeah. over a consistent spell of games, of course. But what he will become is a twenty to twenty-five million pound squad player, yeah. and that's what you need. You know, you need to have lads who are, are, are there and there about around, around that value. You have your absolute superstars, but your third and fourth choice guys coming into the sides. That's what the top teams have got. That's what Chelsea have had yeah, for years. That's definitely. what Man City are, are starting to generate. Um, and the big issue we have, I think, with the Shakiri thing, is. Uh, we our front three is perfect. It's spot on, isn't it? Yeah. There's not you're not getting more you're not likely to get more goals out of that front three. Yeah. So and in terms of going out and buying someone, so if you want to replace Mo Salah, you've got it you're looking at because I don't think he's ever gonna get forty odd goals again. I think that was a you know and if he does, bonds it. But spot you know, on, you, yeah. you don't want to rely on that. So you're talking let's say twenty five you're talking you need to bring someone into that side who can play left, centre or right, who can score 25, 20 to twenty five goals mm. in all comps. Um and that's gonna cost you loads and loads and loads. They, you're talking about the best players in the world. So you need to yeah. go either two ways on that. You go out and buy someone, so you have to go out and buy Gareth Bale for like 80 million pounds if you want to do that or you go and buy some kid who's 18, 19 who's going to cost you 10 to 15 million and it's a pure gamble whether yeah. they ever make it up to that level or the alter- the alternate is you find so- you pick up someone like Jaden Jaquiri 8 goals and 7 assists last season which is best goal and assist return since 12, 13 with mm. Bayern Munich still only 26 I think I think I would still prefer us to go and get like Ryan Sessegnon. Yeah. Um, but like I say, it's still a gamble. You know what I mean? That's it. He's proven. I mean, I think you get more goals and assists in that team just because of the, the the style of play that we have and the fact that we're very much on the front foot. When you watch Stoke, they are they are 
they usually kind of sit back mm-hmm. or they don't really put too many men in attack whereas we put like five men in attack yeah. at a time so that will that will benefit him I, I i do like his style of play i think it's i mean it, it it's selfish but in a good way usually when when i've watched them when we've been to stoke a few times he's always the shining light out of the team i mean he doesn't really do much but that's because we're we we have the ball all the time. Yeah. I'd really like to see him in our team, seeing what Jurgen Klopp can do with him. And I think you're right. You need to have these kind of squad players. You we don't have anyone else who can play on the wings at the moment. Yeah. If if Mo Salah gets injured, what do you do? Yeah. And 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 we need someone with a bit of pace, bit of skill who can just add to that and bring Salah off sixty minutes when we're four 0 up. Exactly. What you want? What you don't want? Because I. <sighs> The fact that we ended up using Danny Ings periodically exactly. on the wings and we put, or we pushed Bobby Firmino up wide, this this season just gone should be the last season we ever see Bobby Firmino used at all, at anywhere other than his best position. Yeah. And that is either as a number nine or as maybe as a ten, as yeah. we saw him in that game at the, at the end of the season where we put Solanke up top. I don't want to see him on either flank because he hasn't got the pace. He hasn't got the pace to do. Yeah. We should never see Adam Lallana on the flank no. ever again. And I, you know, I, and I, we've seen this in the last two seasons where we've we've constructed a side but the best version of that side it, it, it was reliant upon two or three players staying fit yeah. and being available it was Mane and Coutinho the season the season before it became well it would have been Coutinho but it became Mane uh, Firmino Salah this time around yeah. um, you need to make sure that you've got cover for those someone who can cover for at least one of the two wide positions and I agree with that and I think he's if you've got what Liverpool need to have is a game a situation where we're going to be in the Champions League and we're going to the odds of us getting another relatively easy group draw you know you know probably not we're probably going to get a a really good side in it this year so you've got Real Madrid or Barcelona or Juventus or whatever or Dortmund or whatever in your your group sounds so good yeah (laughs) you're playing them on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and then you take on Burnley or whomever at the weekend. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
Shakiri starts in that game yeah. at the and weekend, and he's, keep, pay, and, he's yeah. be, and he's better than those exactly than those players. It lets you teams. keep the formation. It lets you keep your style of play. It doesn't mean oh we've got to play two up top this time, or we've got to shift the midfield round. Yeah. None of that because you can just throw in a ready-made player there. And uh, look, uh, there are better players out there, of course there are. And there's rumours of Gelson Martins wanting to leave Sporting, and and uh, there was another. There was a young lad. What was it? Um, some lad with with two first names or something. Um, oh Moses, Moses Simon. So, yeah, and um, I mean he be he looks good as well. But look, if you want someone, you know, who can do it in the Premier League. Maybe not to the highest level. Looking to step up, he wants to do better. Get him. Just, yeah. just. I mean, as long as it's not twenty five mil. But I mean, it's not my money, as the, everyone the, always says. But. This is the thing. This is the context of this for me. Is that at the minute we're looking at. <laughs> puzzle pieces mm. when we've got no idea what the finished picture looks like you know we're we're, we're mentally building this puzzle yeah. without the box here yeah. you know what I mean and without access to the pieces and every now and and, and moreover with pieces that may or may not be part of the puzzle yeah. you know what I mean so we're, yeah. we're going is this part of it I've got no idea does this fit in I don't think this fits in because we, again we, we've done this in the past remember like the Genie Wan Aldum signing and being like what the hell have we bought yeah, him for? Yeah. Is he going to play left wing? <laughs> and then he's become our box-to-box midfielder. Eh? You know, this is this is the it's always a note of caution when we're trying to do this fantasy transfer window style stuff. Yeah. Is that you know who knows quite how this is going to fit in? He seems to make sense in that you can see quite clearly that he would be a perfect understudy for both. Let's say both flanks for the yeah. sake of argument, but definitely the right wing. Um, and you look at it and look at the money and you think. 15 to 25 million pounds well that's that 15 is acceptable 25 is maybe too much but then again we just don't know how the full business is gonna is, is gonna pan out because ultimately you know i think in our heads and i'm seeing a lot of this already with the fakir stuff like people saying well we're not getting fakir we'll go and spend the money on a goalkeeper yeah. well here's the thing we're either going to spend money on a goalkeeper or we're not. Yeah. I think the Fakir thing is completely irrelevant oh, yeah, to that, definitely. if I'm perfectly honest. I, I, I think that I think there's money earmarked for the Coutinho replacement in inverted commas. And if there's if if we're gonna get a goalkeeper, it's there's a there's a pot of money for the goalkeeper that's already been decided. We were already already gonna get them, I agree. I think Look, we're not we're not stupid. We know the areas that need strengthening in this in this side, and we've already fixed that sort of with the midfield. We saw just how threadbare it was at the end of last season. Yeah. You're watching us put Trent in there, and look, Trent did okay, but he played right back. He's a right back at the moment for Liverpool, and we we've sorted that out. I have no qualms with us taking a bit more time. Maybe Shakiri won't even get done till after the World Cup, and mm-hmm. I think that's what yeah, and 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 that's fine as well. I think. Look, we, we've just got to be a bit patient and just trust in the club. Yeah. And I know it's hard to do that because you want stuff getting done and you want to see the picture like you talked about then. You want to know what's going to happen. But even if we bring in players, we can throw out formations. Klopp might want to just go back to the 4-2-3-1. Yeah. You'll come back next season and go, wait, wait, wait what? And, it, and it'll just work because it's Klopp and he knows what, he, what he's doing. And I... I, I Bring in the players, let Klopp work with them, and he will just produce something unreal. Well, and I can't wait. We're all looking. People are looking at the, mid, at the players we've brought in. I think this two two points here. I think it's worth remembering that we've signed two players. Yeah. We've, we've bought Naby Keita and we've bought Fabinho, yeah. so we're already a much better side off the back of that. You know, albeit Emery Chan's gone out, gone out the door, and so's John Flanagan, whatever. Yeah. You know, this it's not outside the realms of possibility that Fabinho's been bought as a right back. Now we uh, they probably not. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But <laughs> no, yeah. but given how we, given how tr- it could, 
I look at this and I look at our right back options and we now no longer have anyone else who's close to like who's close to Trent, I think, in that right back position. No one is who's comfortable on the ball. Gomez is comfortable on the ball, but he's not got the range of passing. Yeah. He's not got the attacking intent. Same with Nathaniel Klein as well, as much as as much as I love him. Um and you and and then all of a sudden you see the fact that Fabinho, you know, he's been doing it in midfield, but he came he started as a right back. Yeah. And you see that what Milner was as a left back. Mm. He was a uh, a creative fulcrum from the left hand side. We switched that to be Trent toward the back end of the season. Get the ball to him, let him distribute the ball. You know, he become a very uh, he became a very uh, integral part to how we yeah. to how we play. You know, we're, we're, everyone's already everyone's already writing Jordan Henderson out of the team. Everyone's already writing all these other pl- players out. We just don't know. There's a common logic. There's a prevailing logic. But again, we have been wrong so many times before. Uh, it, it's exciting. It, it makes me. Makes me want to fuck the World Cup off. Yeah, no, genuinely. To get to pre-season, even if it, even if it's just Fabinho is that right hand side in the midfield. Let's Trent, but let's Trent bomb on, and then you just stick Fabinho on when they break. Mm-hmm. Stick Fabinho there, and we know he can do it. It means the ball over the top. He's so tall; no one's ever gonna beat him at the back stick, which yeah. is what Gomez struggled with quite a few times last season. It it it's just strengthening this team, and it and it and it's relegating you. Your Jordan Henderson, your Adam Lallana's, your Oxley Chamberlain's, to your squad players, and they got us to the Champions League final. Yeah, so that's boss. Yeah, that's what the the whole model should be about. And it's, yeah, it's sound. And equally, as I say, there's there's a lot of football to be played, and I think there's a notion that people are going like, well, that's the end of him, and this is this should be done. And blah 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 blah. We're gonna rotate. Yeah, we play a lot of games. Whereas last season we rotated and we rotated in, and you know we, we're, we're doing a show um, later today called Keep Sell Loan, which we do every year, but we're now called Keep Sell Loan Promote, where we're going to look at the every Liverpool player that's in the squad and we're going to assign a, uh, them to a group and work out where we think Liverpool need to get rid of players and, and bolster and, and strengthen what have you. Liverpool used, I think, in, just in match day squads, thirty three different players last season. Wow. Now, some of them were unused subs, so Curtis yeah. Jones made the subs bench once, never used, but he counts amongst that because he still was a body that needed to be filled. We're, we're going to have a similar situation next season, except that what you want is a few more of those lads to just be a, be able to contribute a yeah. little bit more, or the ones that got on the pitch. So, so the ones that got on the pitch that weren't quite good enough, so let's say, may, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying we don't keep Danny Ings and Solanke, by the way, but... Either Solanke will be better for being a year older, yeah. or we will be bringing in Jaden Shakiri and we'll be keeping Firmino. Yeah, you know what I mean. In in, in that side, centre forward instead, that kind of stuff. That's what Liverpool are are going to be looking to do. We're not. We will strengthen the. We'll, it's not that we're strengthening the first eleven. We are strengthening the pool of players exactly. that can play in the first eleven on every single match day. And if you look towards the end of the campaign last season, we like we were we were in dire straits. You're mm-hmm. looking at this team and you knew what the first team was gonna be. Yeah. The opposition knew what the first team was gonna be. And and it just bringing in that 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 next player, I'm sure if we even if we get Jaden Shakirian, he's not gonna be the last one, mm-hmm. the attacking player. I'm sure we'll get a young kid, young understudy as well. Maybe even Let's get it ish, you know what I mean? Probably Fakir if we're gonna bring in more players. Yeah. It's not just gonna be oh it's Shakiri, oh now we're never gonna spend any more money. Oh it's you know what I mean? And that's that's the best thing for me. We've got this money, we we know how to spend it and we will spend it. That's it. I, it, the, the indications point towards Cater's done, Fabinho's done. There's a Fakir-shaped hole in our transfer business that yeah. needs to be filled. Shakiri to bolster the the front line. 
I would say that's almost definite. So that's four, certainly. Yeah. There's so many strong rumours around the centre-half, whether it's Lascelles or, or Tarkovsky. Um, and then there's a case to be made around maybe a go- maybe a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think and it's, I think, people, that's people, I think it's more than a maybe. But yeah, you know, so it's mainly because Mignolet is going to move on. So that's probably a Butland. So you probably at, at the very minimum you're just bringing in another goalkeeper. So there's still there's still definite piece of business to be done. But the alternatives here, um, and and in years gone by, you'd fear this a little bit more. But I fear I don't anymore because of this because of this manager and the and the setup that we've got. If we don't buy another centre half, people's heads will fall off. But you know what'll probably happen? Joe Gomez will play. Yeah. And we all we've been doing is crying for Joe Gomez to get a go at centre half. The Dortmund side, the Klopp constructed, was built around kids as centre halves. It wouldn't shock me to see him just go right, Joe Gomez. Boom, there you go, mate. You're, yeah. This is you. Or you know, he's, he's beefed up the pecking order. There's, there's, there's largely if we don't buy another straight, if we don't buy another forward. Don't be shocked with, if you know he still has to sign a proper professional deal. But don't be shocked if Brewster gets his game and yeah, people yeah. all of a sudden going, what, Brewster? There'll be options and there'll be there'll always be other ways to figure things. And as you say, I think there's more transfer business to be done. It just might take a couple of weeks. Um, that being said, when things do happen, we are here. We have got you guys covered. We've just recorded the transfer latest podcast. Obviously, we've you know a lot of chat about Fakir. We did that. We talked through the ins and outs of the story. Here's a little clip just to give you a bit of a, a flavour of what's been going on. With it, and everyone's going, yeah, but he played this many games last season. Well, if you had done an ACL, it's a long-term thing, isn't it? So yeah. you, it breaks down, doesn't it, over a long period of time. So why would you go and sign someone over a five-year period who in two, three years' time? It might be fine for one season, two seasons, but don't spend £50 I mean, million on someone. It, it's it, gonna be... here's, the, here's the thing on this. Well, I'll talk about the human perspective in in, in a minute because I, I I do there's part of me I don't genuinely I, I have genuinely no feelings towards Nabil Fakir at all and I can't raise myself to you know because he's not a Liverpool player ultimately yeah. uh, I can I can you know I can put I can put myself in his, his shoes and see the, see the sad side of that but yeah I think there's an interesting point that Liverpool are finally sanctioning big money deals mm. but let's not forget who Liverpool's owners are. They they will sanction big money deals if they feel there's still a value a value to them. We're signing a lad at 24 years old. We're signing lads in their absolute prime, mm. in the knowledge that we're going to get their prime years out of them, and then maybe you look to shift them on a little bit later. Let's let's use Fernando Torres. I think we're going to look to move back to the Fernando Torres mould of you get someone in like 23, 24, you get three, four amazing seasons yeah. out of them. Cool. And then you sell them when you've you've literally run them into the ground, and you still sell them for big money. Now, if you've got a lad, and I, I'm, I'm speculating because I don't know, I, I'm no medical expert. I don't know about ACLs and uh, really, other than another, it's a, it's the most serious injury you can have and come back from. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, um, if they feel like that's going to wear down to the point where he's going to be finished, in we, we like there's going to be nothing left to sell on. Then I, I understand why we would be reticent to complete a deal. It's also because if you look at the players that he was coming in to replace, Admiral Lana, Oxley Chamberlain, pretty much that attacking mid gonna be attacking from there. They're both fucked. Yeah, and they might be fucked in the long term. So why get a third one in who might be 
get a third one in who's going to be playing more games than them. So, yeah, we've got the Reds Transfer Roundup Show, which is recording on Wednesday with Steve. We've got uh, Bundesliga journalist Chris Williams, good mate of the show, coming in for that one as well. The Transfer Latest Podcast, we're going to be looking through them every sort of Monday morning and just wrapping up whatever's been going on over the weekend. And in addition to that, whenever anything happens, anything breaks, we will be here, we'll be in the studio, we'll be picking the bones of it. There's loads of amazing stuff. I'm going to be chatting to Melissa Reddy later this week as well. That's going on the website. So if you want all this stuff and you want more of this stuff, by all means, please do go to theredmentv.com and sign up. It's just genuinely brilliant stuff. We're smashing it at the moment. And we've been, we're really ramping it up. We had a, a couple of little weeks where I went and swanned around in a, in a caravan park for a bit and in Berlin and now I'm back. And it's all ready to kick off again for an amazing summer. Um, so yeah, I've just nearly put myself in the eye. Great start. <laughs> uh, questions, Tom. First one comes via at, at, at JerseyPorn90. Uh, now, he, he said, going off your gifts, I'll put a, a Dragon Ball Z picture out with the tweet for this. So uh, just to give a bit of context. I mean, I could have just not read that bit, but I've done it. And here we go. If you could live in any fictional slash cartoon world, which one would it be? I mean, the first one that jumped out to me is South Park. Okay. I reckon... That would just be the best place to live. Genuine, because I asked this question before when, when I first saw it. Are you the protagonist or do you just see carnage happen around you? I feel like either one in the South Park universe, after playing all the games, watching loads of the, 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 the actual uh, cartoon itself, mm-hmm. I would just love to be there when like the whole town goes mental and you're all in the town hall, you know what I mean? Yeah. I reckon they just... Rubble, 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 yeah, rubble. exactly. And I'd love to know which like group I'd be in if you gives you suggestions. Wait. Not too mean, please. <laughs> yeah, comments, please. Um, probably in Skeeter's bar, I just sat there. But um, <laughs> no, I, I would love to be there. Failing that, I'd love to be the protagonist and fairly our parents. I would just love to have two people who can just grant me wishes and then it all goes wrong and I fight a, like a mechanical reptile. That's very much a reference that's before after my time, I feel. You know, not fairly our parents. Yeah, cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. Cartoon Network. Uh, maybe. I Does don't know. Like I've a, watched it. Does it look like a Jedi Tartakovsky style? Uh, like that's, Dexter's that's, Lab style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Pretty cool. much. It's it's boss. Okay. It's really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I can't go much further than the Dragon Ball universe. I would. I would very much like to be a Super Saiyan. That's all I'm all I'm saying. Um, I'd be, I'd, I could live in a world where I was going... Listen, all you have to do is chill out, do a bit of working out, a bit of fighting, um, live in the woods, relax, swim, eat loads and loads of food, and then occasionally save the universe by beating up bad guys. I think that's a pretty a, a pretty relaxing life. I've just, just realised the actual winner, it's Pokemon. Okay. Because I'd, I imagine having like six Pokemon you could fight people with yeah if i had charizard to fly down on <laughs> and burn people to a crisp i'd be in there uh, i'd be the best i'd be the best thing <laughs> fuck you paul do this edit <laughs> stick the edit of your ass yeah, yeah. charizard i choose you no exactly yeah okay. Be great okay yeah cool uh, let us know your suggestions for the fictional cartoon worlds you would like to be in uh, in the comments um Okay, Matsy, Jurassic Gear 3K says, do you feel a move away from Anfield is still something the owners should keep on the table? The new main stand uh, not long been finished, but with the little clubs building new larger stadiums with room to expand them, is it a real possibility? Thanks, guys. Love everything you do. Thanks, Matsy. I love everything that you do. Although, that being said, this is the only thing I know you do, which is sending this question, but I love that, and it's a good start. I'll be honest, Tom, I... Um, I think the be- one of the best things that these owners did was keep us at Anfield, and there's Definitely. some people who will disagree with that. And I, I, but I don't think there's anyone 
that I know certainly, and I don't want to speak for everyone, who, anyone who goes to Anfield regularly who wants Liverpool to be in any stadium other than Anfield. And I think that the, the building of the main stand gave us such a great showing of how, what you could do. Yeah. You know, I don't think any of us realised just how impressive that was going to be until yeah. the day we all, you know, that Leicester game and we all stepped in and we're going there for, for LFC TV like a couple of days before. It was the first time I'd been under it and I was like, Jesus, yeah. what? And you can see it from down the road. You know, like, wow, we yeah. watch, you can see it from Old Swan. Like, you know, you can go yeah, down towards Kenny and you can you can see it on the horizon. You can see it from all over the city. Um I think the the positive talks we've seen with regards to expanding the Annie Road end, mm-hmm. I think lead me to think who cares? You know, I I I don't see any point in in doing all that work, expending all that money. Um, I would like Liverpool to have a seventy thousand, eighty thousand capacity stadium, but equally, uh, I, I want Liverpool to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. I don't see any. I don't want us to end up in a situation that Arsenal ended up in, yeah. where I don't think Liverpool are. I, I think the football landscape has changed, and I think so that to have to basically struggle for ten years and gar- whilst also guaranteeing top four, I'm not sure that's possible anymore. No. So I think we. Ha- I, I think the way we're doing it is the right way to do it. And it's it's all about the history for me. I mean, you, you, every time you walk into Anfield, you. When you're greeted with the cop and it's just something special with all the flags, I don't know if you can recreate. Obviously, we would recreate it as a fan base. We would, yeah. but it, there's something about just walking in and and just seeing it, and the, it's the mix of the old and the new. It's it it looks amazing when it when it's full and the fact that it's so close to the pitch. You look at like West Ham and Spurs and stuff now, and how much the fans just hate the fact that they've moved. Yeah. And I would I would really be really be not annoyed but like disappointed if we if we did move away from it because there's so much that's gone on in that stadium and I feel like we'd lose a lot of that. Now it could be you now here's the thing, Anfield could end up a little bit like Trigger's broom from uh, Only Fools and Horses, you know what I mean? Like because if you replace all four stands, is it still Anfield? But yeah. you know, I think the, the 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 point is what it is and and what we've seen, what we saw happen with West Ham was that the problem is is that it, it, where people get put when you move to a new stadium yeah. is a whole logistical set of issues that is very hard to manage, especially at Anfield when not many people actually have season tickets in their yeah. own names. Um, Spares have got a similar show, I was told, where what was their equivalent of their mate, their cop? They've sold a, a, a section of that as a corporate, basically a corporate section. So it's a nice. super expensive section within that so that they can sell these, the experience of being in the fucking best thing. I wouldn't trust, that is another thing, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily trust our owners not to have a portion of the cop that wasn't, you know, yeah. £100, £150 a ticket to, to get in there as well. I just think there's, I think until someone tells me that Anfield, has, you've done all you can do with Anfield, yeah. um. I think when we reach that point, if we reach that point, I think that's when the conversation should be had. But at the minute, the way I look at it, if they're saying that the, if planning permission's got in for the Annie Road, if you can put, if you can get Anfield up to 60, 60 odd mm-hmm. with another expansion, see how that goes, and then maybe the conversation around rail seating's moved on a little well, bit. That's, that's what I was and you make say, yeah. you turn the cop into our yellow wall exactly. style thing. And you know you might even have to reduce capacity slightly for that, but I just think in terms of having sixty thousand that you know you can sell out every week that generates a, a ridiculous noise, yeah. and it's not damaging your ability to buy the players to put on the football on the exactly. pitch that makes the noise in the first place. That's can you the can you imagine an expanded Annie Road and then looking onto a, an old 
stud cop. That is the dream for yeah. me. I would I would just absolutely love that. Right now, you go to the top of the main stand and you see the cop and it's it's tremendous. It It's a very weird thing hearing here in the, the stadium from the top of the main stand I really really enjoy it because you think of the cop being all encompassing then you're like you're like so much higher than it and you're, you're looking down and I I don't like I've never been to the new camp and and and, and stuff like that but I kind of like the intimacy I kind of like how it's kind of still small but it gets packed and full yeah, it's one of them where we need to preserve, I think, the, the noise that we do generate and that has been cultivated now. And you don't do that by expanding or going to a bigger stadium. Yeah. You do that by in small increments, like you were talking about, and then filling them with, with passionate fans who, yeah. who, who want to sing. Yeah, absolutely. Look, look, it's one of them as well. It, it kind of, it, it's, an, it's a knock-on effect of how Liverpool are, are set up as well as that it just wouldn't be. I just don't think the finances would be there for us to go and buy a, a, a new stadium. Anyway. But, you know, I... I, I was a staunch supporter the second it's been has it been four years since we did Boston Christ uh, you know I, I was there and I went to uh, I went to Fenway and watched Liverpool play Roma there and the game, like the game was crap but, yeah. and it was it's not a football stadium but I got to spend some time in and around it we had basically, basically access all areas walking around that stadium you get a real sense of history. You get yeah. a real sense of place. I loved being at Fenway. Same way, New Camp's got a similar thing um, at the Stadio Olimpico for for, for Like some of these are not necessarily great stadiums. The New Camp's not a great actual facility-wise. Not a great stadium anymore. They're obviously the building on it and what have you. But I hear all these other problems. Like I heard, I heard something about like Chelsea's. So Chelsea redeveloping Stamford Bridge, but the the stuff they're trying to do to that there's going to be issues with that. I heard someone someone actually told me about Everton's plans for Bramley Moor. They're all creaming the pants over it, but I've heard people who are very technical and they know how saying that some of the stuff they've put forward is not feasible and they don't realise it's not going to be feasible until yeah. they start building. There's so many other issues that go around with it. I I I Anfield is too special to me that if you can make it work, I would always look to make Anfield work first. And if you're looking at money and expenses. I'd rather they did a training complex to make the team better yep. than spend it on. Look, I'd look. You need to make the fans' experience really good, and they're doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to make the team better by doing what Jurgen Klopp wants and building this massive facility, do that. Yeah, absolutely. There's interesting stuff. I, I don't know how much I can talk about it because it, it was told to me in, in confidence. But the stuff being done around the 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 the, the the pitch and so there's loads of marginal gains being put into Anfield mm, yeah. it's like the next level of stuff because there's, there's only so much you can do with your squad yeah, yeah. but there's so many marginal gains that are being, they're being wrung out of because we know the insides and, and outs of Anfield that are they're very very encouraging stuff for the future um, but yeah let us know your thoughts actually you know if, you, if you're totally for a new stadium I want to know actually you know if you are dead set on Liverpool leaving Anfield and getting a new custom built stadium whatever yeah this is going to sound a bit weird, but I, I kind of would like to know. I want to get a, a clearer idea of who you are and where you're from and what kind of what you know what you, what your background is and what age. This is not not profiling per se, <laughs> um, but no, I just I'm interested to know because if, if there's lo- if there's local lads who are bang up for it, I don't like I said I don't know any people from Liverpool yeah. who are desperate for us to leave Anfield. I'm interested to know whether there's a whether there's a particular type of Liverpool fan who are. Who are you have no emotional attachment to the ground because that could be a good thing you know maybe we are a bit too emotional sometimes yeah, maybe, yeah. if you could say here's an 80,000 capacity brand new stadium it means Liverpool's revenues go up it means the ticket prices could maybe come down yeah, and blah, yeah. blah 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 then maybe maybe I'm my blinkered local vision is actually something that would hold the club back let us know in the, in the comments yeah. um, lastly then Tom Kevin Crowley 
Kevin underscore W underscore Crowley says, uh, World Cup best bets and predictions. Um, who do you think are going to be the two teams contesting the World Cup final? So, it's going to be Brazil and Germany for me. Okay. I, I I didn't think about Brazil too much and I watched them the other day because I've been watching uh, Firmino highlights because I want to see how he's playing. And uh, they look sensational. Yeah. I know they're not playing the best teams in the world yet, but they look unreal. And I think Germany as well are just going to be a force, an absolute force. But I'm not really going to watch them. I'm going to be watching Egypt because I want Mo Salah to do well. I'm going to be watching... Just the, the lower down teams, and I always want an underdog story. I always yeah, want yeah. people to come through and get through there. So obviously England getting to the semis. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, the big thing for me is with the World Cup. I don't really support a team, and obviously I should support England. Mm-hmm. But I just watch the World Cup to watch good footy yeah. because the best players in the world are playing in this competition. Yeah, so. exactly that, and I, I'm fascinated to watch. The Germans. I've got a few things coming up in my life which I've not really correlated to the fixtures, so I don't know what I can and can't watch as yet. But I want to watch Germany just because I want if they, you know if they and, and Brazil because they're the same as you. I've got them as my finalists. Yeah. So from in my head, they're the two best teams in 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 world football. So there'd be so much to be learned and enjoyed about yeah. watching those teams play. Absolutely, and I, you know I put it. We've just done a. Uh, an England prediction and a World Cup prediction. The World Cup prediction is going out later today on the Ball Street channel uh, by a social club. I, I would highly recommend going over to that to that channel actually and watching both those vids because they're really good. But yeah, I had um, England to get knocked out by Germany in the quarters, which would be great. Yeah. Great fun. I really want to see what France can do. Yeah, they're another really one. Do. Is that France have always been mental in tournaments. Like going back to like France 98, obviously they went and, they went and won it. They had, the, for the forward talent they had in that team, they couldn't get anyone to score any goals along yeah. the way and they got themselves they got themselves there and they, and they lifted. And they either go one or two ways. They either they burn brightly or they completely collapse in on themselves. Yeah. Spain, I think people forget as well because a lot of people have grown up now with a, a generation of Spain being the best thing, in, yeah. you know, the best things in sliced bread. Prior to that, every major tournament used to come out and you'd go, this will be the year that Spain do it, and you'd list off the great players they had, and then they'd just totally fall apart. I mean, World Cup 94, I think I had them as my my pick, yeah. and I was only nine, what did I know? Um, but, you know, you know, Spain are another one where they could actually, you know, they've still got that, they've still got a few of those lads who, who've been there and done it all. Yeah. You've still got your Buskets and your David Silvers, exactly, etc. Yeah. Iniesta's last hurrah. But, just as equally... The fact that they've not quite got, you know, Diego Costa's not quite the player he, he once was. They haven't really got that. They haven't got a Vier or a Torres this time yeah, around. Exactly. Or, you know, again, Silver and Iniesta are the wrong side of the wrong side of their careers. You know, you just don't know what's going to go on with them. The other ones, Belgium. I really want to see if they can do what they, what everyone's expecting. And then you remember Roberto do. Martinez as the manager. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, but that squad is so good. It's so good. It's so good. And, and it's the, that's the same with the France thing, is you just want to see if they can live up to expectations. They're being lauded as these great players, but they've never been able to, like, click. And I've, it, it's another one. I, I just want to see, like, Uruguay. I want Suarez to be, to be on fire as yeah. well. I want... I mean, I want Portugal to go out as soon as possible. I want. I'd really like to see. I, I really want Mo Salah to be fan of that Egypt yeah. Uruguay game. I'm looking forward to seeing that because I would really like to see 
Mo Salah dominate that game yeah, and Suarez yeah. not. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah. that I can get a real sense of a real boost of, well, this is the guy who's gone and I can I can kind of put Suarez to rest a little bit yeah. and continue with me, me, me Mo Salah loving. I mean, Suarez will definitely dominate that game, I'm he sure. Will do it. It, and he will do anything to get him. If, at most, at the opposite end of the pitch, he'll get in Mo Salah's face as much as he possibly can. Yeah, I, uh, I watched the... He'll play the, left back. Yeah, yeah. I, he he would probably be tracking back there. He's that kind of man. But yeah, yeah, I watched the goal that he scored against England, and then everyone hated him even more. That goal, such a good goal. I, I that's the big thing is I never got to watch many of these players. We, obviously, with the European run, we got to see a lot more of them. Um, but I mean, you're watching Neymar for Brazil, and you're like, wow. And you're gonna be able to see loads of him, and and some of like some. I- I remember, I remember yeah. so I was like seven when when Italia 90 was on and my dad coming in from school and my dad sitting down and going right this is Diego Maradona number 10 <laughs> just watch him yeah. I think my dad had high hopes for me being left footed um, <laughs> oh, sorry dad um, but yeah I, I, to be fair I was, I was probably taller than Maradona at that time as well um, but yeah, that's the, that's the beauty of it is that you get to see these guys, and the, the, we, I think it's disappointed in recent tournaments. I think the lads that have meant to take the tournament by yeah. storm haven't quite done it. Thinking you, like the last time around, that Brazil side put far too much pressure on Neymar. Yeah. They were sh- that Brazil team was terrible, was. and they basically just said, "Neymar, you're the guy." Brazil were very like Portugal were in, in the in the in the Euros, and that when you've got your one your one go to guy, they were another one of those teams. Wales were like it would bail the yeah. Euros as well. Get everything to this guy. Whereas you look at that Brazil team now, and they've just got—it's a wealth so of talent. Quality. It's, you're watching Jesus come off, and Bobby Firmino's coming on, and these are two world-class players. Or Jesus is gonna be, and you can talk Firmino's world-class in my eyes. And yeah. and then you, yeah, the, the the that's the exciting part is you're watching, and the best thing about Brazil for me is it's so free-flowing. It's all like one touch. It's gone back to the like. Brazil's always been one touch and really nice football, but they've never had like the the the, the muscle, I don't think. Yeah. And now you're watching like players like Firmino in there, obviously, who doesn't mind getting his, getting stuck in and yeah. I, I I I don't really care about the World Cup. I'm just gonna watch it as a fan of football yeah. and that's why that's why I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah, buzzing for it. Absolutely buzzing for it. Obviously we'll be keeping you updated with the Liverpool players. But if you wanna know, right, Ben Kelly, the man with Trent Alexander Arnold's shirt, <laughs> has just recorded his Liverpool World Cup preview. So it's a comprehensive video on as a Liverpool fan how you get involved with the World Cup. So we talk about all the Liverpool, the, the actual current Liverpool players that have gone, any former Liverpool players, any interesting matches that, again, all from a, a Liverpool-centric perspective. So, mm. as I say, if you like us and you put Liverpool first, but you want to find what your in is for the World Cup, uh, then do watch that show. That's going to be on the RedmenTV.com. Another brilliant reason to, to sign up and a wonderful piece of content, the game by Ben Kelly. Um, not just uh, a media sensation, he's also uh, nailing it in terms of content as well brilliant Tom thank you very much um, yeah once more I shout get over to the redmentv.com brilliant stuff going on and, and it's not just a go over there and do it to support if you want to go over there and you want to support the channel please do because as always the people who do subscribe to the website they help make the free stuff possible but you know we're not just asking it for nothing there's loads of amazing stuff so if you need to fill your days fill your times whether that's be podcast or with video or with amazing written content we've got you covered go to the redmentv.com start your free month trial uh, and until then walk on Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free 
or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.